People, people everywhere. People are everywhere. However, not many are treated as a resource. Instead, they are treated like a disposable commodity that is all over the place. You see this a lot in modern workplaces, depending on the nature of the business, where um, they kind of want to churn and burn folks, or they, they outsource so much that they lose touch of what they're really doing. Think about this and launch out onto the loop as we discuss people as a resource on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. So where you guys can find us, you can find us on the internet, of course, at www.curiositycontinuum.com. You can listen to us and please subscribe to us. There, When you subscribe, you'll get notification of when we have all of our awesome episodes that are being posted every Monday. And they get increasingly awesomer as we go. Right. Follow us on social media and you can interact and you can rate the episodes also. So I really highly um, suggest that you guys you know, rate us on your podcast service of choice. It helps us find new audiences and we get feedback that way too. And so, and we know how we can tweak this to make this better listening experience for you. Also gives you relevant topics that affect your everyday life. And we're able to kind of, uh, if it's meaningful to you, I guarantee it's meaningful for other folks as well. Yeah. So Brian, so today we're talking about people as a resource and not just, you know, a never ending wave of lemmings that are coming to, right. coming to your job. What do you, how would you want to start this? Well, let's talk about Let's talk about the modern workplace because I really think that where we are today, especially in the United States, sure, we, we've seen some of the ramifications of things we're doing. Now, some of it is a ramification of the technological ways that we're able to communicate with other people around the world very easily right. and find skill sets. Social and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at manufacturing, you know, a lot obviously happening in China. Right. If you look at a lot of tech development or like, you know, coding and things like that, it's going over to India. Right. right. And these are very good relationships to have in business. But not every business is suited for that. And you have to remember that behind every good system, there are people in the system, and those are your people. And right. taking care of them matters. Yeah, it does. So let's start out by talking about how we take care of those people or what is actually happening. It's not just the churn and burn model type. Right. Because that's what's happening in a lot of workplaces, right? I mean, you see it a lot, don't you? I've seen a lot of that, and those are the businesses that are generally struggling. Right. Um there are a lot of businesses that where they have had an acceptable amount of churn before and like every workplace has that right right if yeah. you have no churn there's yeah <laughs> you're probably hanging on to the wrong people for probably, too long probably probably yeah you know so there is that but when you talk about taking people and putting them um it's just kind of like okay this spot was filled by such such a person and you're not the right person we're going to go find somebody else um okay. on its face it sounds like the right thing and for some things it is However, when I talk to every HR professional about, you know, how, what is actually happening in your business, if you're losing people constantly and bringing them back in, is that there is a lot of investment that goes into finding a new person, training a new person. Get them in your ecosystem and all that. Yeah. And it's not just them filling a role. It's do they culturally fit? Do they sure. get along with everybody else in the workplace? I can also see too where, 
I mean, this would kind of go, I think, hand in hand. I think, like what Brian's saying is, do they fit, all that. But also, wouldn't you want to cultivate the people that you have? Maybe make them better. Lift them up a little bit. Yeah. If they don't have the skills, wouldn't you want to make them feel more filled at work? Because, I mean, you've you've run into it. I think we all have. If we have a job for so long, you get this kind of mentality of like, I just get up, I go to work, I yeah. do the job. I come home. I don't feel really fulfilled with it. Well, so some environments have the situation where they can invest more. You know, it's kind of more right. the model. Like it, it might be something that actually, if you don't educate yourself, if you're like in a uh, like a digital marketing field or something like that, if you're not constantly educating yourself, you're going to be a dinosaur in nine months very easily. Yeah, exa- you know? exactly. So some of that is other other folks. It really depends on their personal motivation. Um, for for startups especially. You have these guys usually that are getting it started, and they're very enthusiastic. Many times they're not systematically minded. They're very much like, here's a relationship it's, and get it done. It's the process going from here to here to there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what happens is when, when the people say, you know, we want all the people that can do 27 different things, and we right. want them to do it all equally, <laughs> and they just, they eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff. Sleep our company and all that. Yeah. That actually becomes a detriment at a certain point. Sure. And so there's this uh, famous company in the greater Nashville area. The founders were that way. Like, we want only A players, what they call A players. They define sure. it a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, they chose. Yeah. What was happening is that they're like, why is this not like running the way we want it to? And somebody told them, like, you're trying to find people that were just like you. And the phase that you're in right now, you need the people that want to come in, hit singles and doubles consistently. Every on, single day. Get on base. They don't need to be home run hitters. Right. Yeah. Because that creates now the foundational stability in your business. That you can cultivate the home run hitters. Yeah, exactly yeah. it. Because the home run hitters, they'll hit them and they'll miss them. But they also need those pe- the support people behind them. Yes. Yeah. That's actually where um, when you support somebody to be who they are in their best sense, you get the best productivity out of them. Sure. Like you don't want salespeople. Well, and they feel fulfilled too. Right. So they're they're producing for you at their optimal rate. Yes. You're not saying you want 150% from somebody every day because you know that's not sustainable. No, but you want yeah. you want them working at their best, at their best things. That'll okay. produce the best result. Right. Right. Every single time. Many times people don't account for the um the support mechanisms that would make them a wonderful resource. The famous quote by Albert Einstein that says you know, if you, uh, if you're a fish and you kind of grade them on how well they fly, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a misfit. And right. so sometimes too, uh, as grade pe- them for what they do, grade them for what they do. Now in the learning part of it too, though, there's this thing where some people aren't aware enough to go like, is this what I'm really good at or the environments I'm in? Sure. So, so now that's why they need the like mentoring relationship and all yes. that kind of stuff. And that's where good leadership comes in to recognize that sometimes you could have a star player that's just not in their right role. And you move them. And they're like like a beacon of light. Yeah. In a fog of darkness. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> you know, anyway, yep. So that's um, modern workplaces too. What we need to think about is not just the, um, the time quotient, but the result. Now, what sure. we're seeing a lot of times now is, are you getting the result that I wanted, right? They're, so they're, like they're letting them take, for example, unlimited time off. Yes. As long as they're producing what they're expected to produce in their role. Correct. Or they have 
unlimited sick leave or whatever, whatever it is. You yeah. Just, you know, or yeah, yeah, you can go to your, you know, you can go take a week off as long as your work's done. Go ahead. Right. Or you can work three hour days as long as you get it all done. Right. So there's an incentive to do well. Correct. And most people, when they're afforded that, they actually take more responsibility. And they actually take less time off, I think, isn't it? Yes. So like if, if they told me I can take as much time off as I wanted, it's almost like the old factory worker at a candy factory. You can have as much candy as you want. <laughs> and eventually they just don't eat Either. the candy anymore. Yeah. So it's like, but you're, but you're creating a more fulfilled person because that person is actually wanting to be there. Right. And if they know they have some autonomy... Right. To choose They that. have some um, agency over their own life. Yeah. Now, in, a, in an environment also, too, like there, where there's real physical constraints, like so in hospitality, for example, a lot of folks have, um, you know, certain times after work. Well, right. They have a certain, yeah, they have to be there. I yeah. mean, that, there's certain jobs you just can't do it. But like an yeah. office type setting is what you're talking about. Right. Mainly. But even so, so let's talk about the vacation thing for a minute, too. Okay. Because you want to value this person. They're serving your customer. Right. Your guest. And if they're serving your business, you take care of them always by the numbers. It shows that like they will take care of your business. They will take more pride of authorship and, and responsibility right. for what happens there because they're treated well. A lot of times in hospitality, you have an international workforce, sure. which means that you have a lot of different cultures Maybe and everything colliding. Native English speakers, mm-hmm. people from another, you know, religions, cultures, backgrounds, everything, yeah. everything all mixed together. So often what will happen is... Um, There'll be like certain corporate holidays that are always observed. And then they give, instead of like, we're always going to observe Memorial Day or Thanksgiving. They give them like a set of holidays they can just observe when they need to. They give them, yeah, they actually give them like a, a block of time. Sure. So like if you observe, you want to observe Christmas, you take off Christmas, right? If you don't celebrate Christmas and you do, you know, your Ramadan. Right. They give. You take they, that off. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives the flexibility for the worker to be able to tune what they're doing to their life. To and, their personal life. And that's meaningful to them. Yeah. It makes them feel valuable. That's you know? cool. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about is this. So um, outsourcing versus in-house, right? Okay. So I think in this culture, especially now, we think about how we can, in, in the pursuit of being our best selves at work or wherever else, you outsource things. Right, like you, say, have, you have to. You have to. Yeah, but the, you don't have it all. I mean, you don't have it all. No. But there's this piece where, if you don't carefully examine if you should outsource it or not, you start to lose quality and you start to lose control of things. And so what happens is, in the the effort to try to say, hey, we really want to, I don't want to pay this to have somebody else. I'm going to contract somebody to do it. it. Depending on what it is, it can get really tough. At a certain point, everybody kind of like needs to do their own accounting in house. Right. That kind of stuff. Yeah, you got to kind of pay the paper at a certain point. Right. Now, for accounting folks, when you see them as a resource, like, do you want them out uh, having coffee and talking to people about the product? <laughs> no. No. But you definitely need all the books clear, and you need your people hit singles, doubles really well. Right. And you need to value them just as much as those people out doing the other job. Right. That so has you're talking about incentive for good work. Incentive for good work and properly recognizing it. Recognizing people. Just, I'm going to tell you something that, that is the one thing like with a job, even a great employee can feel underappreciated super quickly. And yes. your motivation goes from like, I'm going to come in and do this and hit this home run, or I'm going to come in and do this and do my job to, you know what? I'm just going to do enough just not to get fired. Yep. And that's not good for you. Yeah. And what happens is um, there's a, there's an article recently I read on LinkedIn. 
it said that people don't really leave companies, they leave people. They leave, or they leave bad managers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the people dynamic. Yeah. And so one of the best adages I've heard is that a good manager, um, you know, if the employee fails and you're, let me back, if you are a bad manager and the employee fails, you look and say, see, that's that's not, a, that person failed. But yeah. a good manager will look in the mirror and say, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Right. Yeah. As a first step. And, that's a good life lesson for anybody too. Yeah. Like if you're involved in something and something fails, I do that to myself a lot. Yeah. I'm like, if somebody like I trained at my job, for example, quits. Yeah. I think to myself, what did I do that I, wrong that I need to do more? Right. So, I mean, like, cause I look in first and if I can't, if I can't honestly find something, I ask people. Yeah. I'm like, you know, cause I might be just like have blinders on and not see it. Right. And that's where everybody's perspective is going to help you find that, that, you know, was it something wrong? Maybe it was the other person. And there's always some kind of context that goes along with it as well. As far as maybe this person had personal problems or maybe it was just the right season where like... Or they, just the wrong time for them or whatever. But yeah. it might not be your fault. But you should look in on that introspective. You always should have that mea culpa. Mm-hmm. Look in on yourself. For sure. Yep. When you start to look at everybody as a resource, regardless of their job. Now, I wanted, We had a, an episode called Value of Blue Collar Workers. Yeah. A while back. We encourage you to listen to that episode. Go back into the... Yeah, go back and, <laughs> and listen. listen to it. Here's what a lot of times is what happened is that the blue collar work especially has been undervalued because it wasn't shiny. It wasn't the brand new thing. It wasn't the, I need to go to college for four years, spend $150,000 and... Right. Or more. Or and, more. Or 500000 I mean, I've, I've talked to people that it's like half a million dollars sometimes depending yeah. on what they want to go into. Yep. And so when you have those situations, it's we are folks that like we love to like pay attention to what's shiny. Yeah. And the encouragement here is pay attention to the people who aren't the shiny objects in the room. Yeah, they're the ones that make like sometimes everything else possible. Yeah. Those yeah. are salty with people. And sometimes the recognition they want is not to be up on a stage. Right. You know, some people say, yes, we're going to parade this person around and they are the most shy. It's like, you don't want to do that. Maybe it's like a nice thank you card or something, but you can find a way to make somebody feel valuable. To let them know that it's not just um, what the service they give is a value is a value, but they themselves have value, and that's why they're getting recognition for it. Okay, it sounds good. That's great. I don't really have anything more to add. I think this is probably a good time to put a comma, huh, Brian? I think so. Yep. Until next time, this is Brian and this is Josh for Curiosity Continuum.